0: My next guest runs two businesses, one web development agency and one business coaching company, where she teaches female solopreneurs how to grow and scale their businesses to have time for what matters most. Please welcome Natasha Christine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Natasha. Hi hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. Me too. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, let's jump in. Please share with us who you are, what you do, and why you love what you do.
1: Oh my goodness, how much time do I have? I could talk about why I love it forever. Um, I am a mom of three. First and foremost, I'm from Vancouver, Canada. So, and I do a couple things. Actually, I run a full-time tech company, part-time. It's a full-time business, but I run it, I put in the part-time hours. And then I also do business coaching on the side for, I work with a lot of female solopreneurs who are maybe a similar boat to me where they have a family and they have a business, but you know, they don't know how to scale it properly. So they're not working all the time. Because mm-hmm. um, as you know, as a business coach yourself, like so many of us start in business because we want more time, right? We're like, yes, mm-hmm. I want to control my schedule. I want to be able to show up and be there and be creative. And, but then it kind of becomes a monster unless we know how to build systems and scale it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, properly. Right. So I yeah. I know for me, I was in that same boat and learned how to build a business while my kids were at school and sort of capped my time like that. And and then now I just love, teaching other soul how to do the same, right? Like how to still make that mm. income and without, you know, but in half the time without compromising your results, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So important. And I love what you do so much. Mm. So for the mamas out there listening to this, feeling discouraged, like they don't have time, they don't know where to start. Like what would you tell them?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. Cause like the reason I actually started as a coach or my story to becoming learning how to scale myself was I had three kids and like for three, three, I guess three and a half years ago. I have, I have three kids and, um, I ended up getting, going through a divorce and I had never been a main income earner in our family. Like my, my husband was always working full time and he ran a business and was always gone. So I've been on the other side of being married to someone who's always busy. But then as soon as we divorced, I, I had to provide an income because I was like mm. now a single parent. I was like, Oh, dear God, like, what am I going to do? Right? Like, how am I going to provide? Okay. And I had a business and then I was working in a bar at part time and I was Airbnb bedrooms in my house. And I was teaching Spanish and I had like four or five jobs on the go at the same time. And I was just trying to, cause I had never had to pay the bills. I was terrified. Right. So I was like, what am I going to do? And slowly, slowly, like it became that, you know, our neighborhood was like, sorry, no Airbnb. And so we had to, that stopped. And then the mm-hmm. restaurant, the hours were getting crazy. And so I had to kind of give that up. And then So one by one by one, I was down to one source of income, which was my, my, my agency, my tech business. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how am I going to make this work? Like how, but I I wasn't willing to work 100 hours a week to provide, right? So I'm like, how do I build this business in a way where as soon as my kids come home from school, I can stop working? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to add the trauma of, oh, mommy's always busy on top of going through a divorce and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally like just re-engineered how I built my business so that I, I, I built a multi six figure business um, and have paid myself not just revenue but I've paid myself six figures for you know the last couple of years just part-time mm-hmm. wow. and working part-time yeah and it was just purely out of necessity because I didn't want to traumatize my children <laughs> 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 so, not that as moms we're always going to traumatize our children but you know less trauma was the goal mm-hmm. so yeah but, um, but no, I mean, definitely the first step, cause I've been there, like I've been there in that crazy of feeling like you're always on your phone and you're always distracted and you're thinking about work and you're trying to do it all was my first step was really capitalizing on having a team,
0: you mm. know, of people
1: that I could, um, you know, I'd always had assistants and team people on my team, but I was completely underutilizing them. And. For a lot of solopreneurs that I know, like I have a lot of friends who are solopreneurs, and they have a really hard time letting go of tasks and bringing in help and trusting other people to have a vested interest and to deliver Mm -hmm. and be committed to the same level of quality, right? And so a lot of solopreneurs really have trust issues and control issues sort of as it relates to quality control. Um, which is totally legit. Like I completely agree. I mean, I know having run a team for a long time, things go wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And mistakes are made that you may not have made, but at the same time, without help, you're, you're trapped, right? You can't work more like your income even plateaus because you cannot put in more hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always recommend like my first step when I'm coaching a client is like, okay, let's look at, What's your lane? Like, what are you awesome at? What mm-hmm. needs to come off? And then who's the first person we need to to uh, pick up all those items that we're now offloading? And really, my, my biggest tip for solopreneurs is you need help yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even if it's a $5 an hour VA five hours a week, whatever, something. Mm-hmm. Something's got to free up time so you can do the profitable work that your business needs you to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. Like I feel like we all go through this, and I and I mean the the easier you know you feel like you can trust and like give that you know work to other people, that the the faster you're gonna have that time for yourself for sure. Oh
1: yeah, that's the hard part, right? Is like because as solopreneurs, like as you know, as our own business, we are we're the brand, right. And Mm -hmm. people hire us and contract us or buy our stuff because it's special and it has a certain level Mm -hmm. of quality to it. So I know for me as well, I remember when I hired my first person, I was so afraid, like, would they be able to maintain the same level of quality that I knew I was Mm -hmm. committed to? And is delegating and building a team, am I actually hurting my clients by, you know, bringing in people who may or may not have the same Mm -hmm. standards, right? And that was a huge fear for
0: sure. Yeah, oh, I love this conversation so much. It's <laughs> <laughs> So good. So what would you say was like the biggest shift that happened when you did delegate and like got the help?
1: Yeah, I think I figured. like I realized that my delegation skills were pretty lacking. I mean, I, I think the one thing that a lot of leaders, and I put myself in this boat, and I don't know if you'd relate to this as well, but, like, driven alpha people are not mm-hmm. really so great at stopping to make, to, to explain, like, clearly what we want done, mm-hmm. and... I put myself in that boat, like, why can't you mind read? As I might not say that, but that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, how did you not know that? And meanwhile, <laughs> I hadn't told them that, you know, why did you do it like this? And I hadn't told them to do it another way. And I just sort of expected, and it was sort of like self-sabotage, you know, I kind of expected the people I hired to just know what I wanted yeah. without having any instructions or any clarity from me. And then it gave me license to get mad at them and then fire them. And then I was like back to where I started where, you know, it was back to me working all the time, right? Mm So it kind of kept me back in that safety zone of, but then once I realized, okay, I am the weak link here, like my communication skills and my explaining and documenting and process creation and system development skills are really the problem, I was able to like stop and say, okay, before I hire my next, let's say, web developer, before I hire my next marketing assistant, before I hire my next quality assurance specialist. I'm going to create checklists and milestones mm-hmm. and videos and Loom tutorials and and worksheets and videos and, and just literally like no margin for error on what I wanted done because I knew that for me to be able to expect them to give them what I want, I needed to tell them what I wanted. And mm-hmm. it was sort of this, and it seems so narcissistic to think that someone could know what I want without me actually telling <laughs> them what I want. But it's like how you maintain the same level of quality is you explain how do you get that same level of quality? Mm. You know, like what do you do? Like, like I used to think that I was so special and I was so unique and I was so talented and nobody could do it like me. And then I read a book like by Darren Hardy. I don't know if you've read that book, but but it's called, you know, it's called the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And he's like, if you think you're the only one that can do your job, you're a narcissist. (laughs) Like you're so naive and so full of ego. And he's like, there are people who can do your job better than you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, for you to think you're the smartest and the best, like that's so <laughs> short-sighted. And I don't know, I remember I read that and I felt so offended, but then after a while I'm like, you know what? He's right. Like in a world of 6 billion people, for me to think that someone in the world cannot do my job as well or better than me, that's so yeah. short-sighted. I don't know what you think about that, but that yeah, was just a huge wake up call to me. Right. That. Yeah. To see the world for bigger, that yes, there are people who are excellent, maybe even better at this. And if I explain how I want it done and give them clear mm-hmm. guidelines and check-ins and schedules and reviews and commit to supporting them to like be able to give me what I want, of course it could be yeah. done. And, it, and yes. it's proven to work like that, right? That I had to improve as a communicator. That was priority number one.
0: So... I want you to share with us like one success story from a client or someone you've helped go through this process and like how how you were feeling and how you celebrated like i want to like help you celebrate even further
1: oh for sure well I had a client and she was a real estate agent mm-hmm. and she was doing fantastic she was doing like killing it with sales like she was just so talented but she hired me because she was like, look, I had a breaking point where my husband wanted to do a dinner to celebrate this, this sale that she'd gotten, this really big sale, her biggest sale to date. And she was like, I can't, I got to go to drop off the keys. And she missed her own celebration dinner
0: oh, no. because she was
1: working. And I was like, okay, you have crossed a line. Like, this is not okay. Okay. <laughs> like, You're totally, and then she was complaining that she was feeling estranged from her husband and she wasn't able to show up to her kids and she felt like she was dropping the ball as a mom, but Mm -hmm. her business was rocking, Mm -hmm. right? But the rest of her life, like she was losing sleep and she was having trouble with insomnia and wasn't working out and all these other things that as women we want, you know, we want Mm -hmm. awesome relationships with our spouses and we want to be connected and available to our kids and we want to look great and feel great and we want to, but then we have a business that just overrides Mm -hmm. all of that. Right. So she and I kind of worked through it and I was like, look, like you have to identify what your, it sounds so cliche, but like, what are your priorities? Mm -hmm. Like you have to decide, like, where is the line for you? Right. So priority husband, let's talk about that. What was, what was, what does that look like for you? Okay. I want to be able to be home for dinner four nights a week, whatever it was. Like, cause in real estate, you're kind of dragged around at your client's schedule. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be able to maybe not show up to every soccer game of my daughter, but I want to be able to whatever it was. And we sort of like la- mapped out this, what does success look like for her? And then we sort of just reverse engineered the process of, okay, what needs to come off? Okay. Let's unravel this chaos. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was, and, and at the end of the, we worked together for, through multiple things, but this main one, let's say we were worked together and over you know, a few months. And by the end of it, she was like, felt a lot more confident to call the shots with her schedule right? Because I think a lot of times, like one thing, I was talking to a new client yesterday, and she was saying to me, like, she really struggles with taking authority. Mm. And I loved how she said that, that she was like, I, it's hard for me to say no, it's hard for me to draw a line and say, this was no, like, I will not be at that meeting, or no, I can't do Tuesday at four. And like, she would try to bend over backwards to keep her clients happy. and, Mm. And I was like, yeah, but you lose. Yeah. And your family loses. Like, So it's kind of like having that authority to be like, no, I do not do meetings after three o'clock, period. Mm -hmm. Like you want to talk to me, call me at 10, you know, like just having (laughs) the authority. Yeah. The boundaries too. For sure. And um, so that's, I think with a lot of women is like, we feel like being nice equals more success, but it might work for our clientele, but it's not going to work for us. Mm -hmm. Right. So I really do a lot of work with boundaries and confidence to stand up for yourself and draw that hard line. Right.
0: Oh, So good. Yeah. So important to do. It's so funny because I did a training around boundaries last, e- uh, last week. So it was really timely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So important, right?
0: Yeah. So important. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast and I'm very sure. curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you?
1: Being a powerful leader, I think it comes back to what I was saying, that it means that you decide for yourself mm-hmm. what success means to you, right? So, and your courage to stand by that when you have a world of people telling you what you should want mm. and to be true to yourself about your priorities. And for me, you know, I, I just draw, like, like again, I have three teenagers now, like, they weren't teenagers when I started running my business, but now they're teenagers, and it's, like, I just drew a line, like, Mm -hmm. at one point, like, I will not be on my phone after they come home from school, period, no, like, even Mm -hmm. if I'm not with them, and they're doing screens, I'm, like, I'm not going to be working, I'm going to close my office door, I'm going to, like, whether I'm making dinner, or do a workout, or helping someone with homework, or we're going to go grocery shopping all together, or we're going to just do something, it's, like, I am not working, I am here, I'm available, I'm accessible, I'm, like, in mom mode now, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: so to me, but people would be like my my team would be like, can we do a team meeting at fourth? I'm like, no, absolutely not. But having that courage to stand up for what I want and what matters to me makes me feel very powerful, and mm-hmm. I I call the shots. You know how it's going to go, or you know, for example, in my in my in my tech business, I have a client code of conduct that I make make all my clients sign before they hire us or before I or before I take them as a client saying. I understand the rules of how to communicate with you and your work hours and your schedule and your timelines and your turnaround time. Like I make them understand that they're following my schedule, (laughs) not their schedule. Like I'm here to do the job, but you can't do your job without me. So you're going to follow the rules. And if you don't like it, hire someone
0: else. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So good. So do you know, have any last piece of wisdom that you want to share with our audience today?
1: I would say that a lot of solopreneurs expect it to be a smooth ride and they expect Mm -hmm. that it's just going to, it's, they're trying to avoid mistakes. They try to avoid Mm -hmm. making mistakes and getting egg on their face. And I just want to let you know that that's completely unavoidable, Mm. that you're going to make a mistake. You're going to look stupid. It's going to go sideways. You're going to hire the wrong person who's going to embarrass you. You're going to have someone miss deadlines. It's going to backfire. You're going to lose money and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. but you you can't hold all your cards too close to your chest because of fear. Mm. At some point you're going to have to have a team. So like bite the bullet and you do, we do as much as we can to protect against failure. Obviously you want to create systems and processes and documents, but that's not going to protect you. Like mm. I've hired and fired hundreds of people in my career and, You know, we think we get it all dialed in and and then the guy doesn't show up to work and now we missed a deadline, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. and now you got to clean it up and deal with the angry client and they don't want to pay the bill. And like, you know, that's going to happen, but it's still worth doing because having that time freedom is worth it to go through those drama to create that leverage and that space, right? Because you Mm -hmm. will find good people and you will build a core team and it will allow you to work a lot less, Mm -hmm. but the process has to begin. So, but do not expect it to be smooth and clean because it's not, (laughs) but (laughs) controlling everything all the time is worse, right? Because then you're trapped.
0: Yeah. So good. Setting those expectations.
1: (laughs) I hate to say it. People like will say you're such a downer and I'm like, well, there's it's not smooth. Like you run a business. I run a business. It's not smooth, but you grow to become tough enough to handle it. Yeah. Right. And that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's like growth and expansion and and helping and serving and creating jobs and serving more clients. And you can't do it by yourself. It's just it can't be done.
0: Exactly. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people go to like connect with you and get all that value from you?
1: For sure. Well, I have a couple of places. I mean, on Facebook, you can find me at Natasha Christine. Um, it'll be obviously in the post description on TikTok, yes. just starting out on TikTok. <laughs> I got a TikTok coach helping me because I need a team. I don't know what to do there. So I got her helping me. And so yeah, I would say one of those two places is where where things are going on right now
0: awesome well thank you so much for coming on today like this was so good such a good refresher you know (laughs) oh my gosh like I still needed this
1: (laughs) oh I'm so grateful for the opportunity to just share some thoughts right Because women are amazing it's just we try to be we try to be too amazing and we need to like dial down our amazing a little bit sometimes
0: (laughs) thank you so much again for everything
1: oh my pleasure my pleasure